1: Well, here we are, turning another calendar page. It's November, Marcus, and we're releasing this on November 1st, also known as Dios de los Muertos, the Day of the
2: Dead. It is also known in, I think, the Catholic religion as All Saints Day or All Souls Day oh, as well.
1: Oh, I that. I'm a recovered Catholic, so I forgot all those fucking dates.
2: And I love the way the Mexican culture celebrates the dead with respect and love on dios de los muertos because it's truly a loving holiday yeah there's some crazy wild skeleton artwork and things like that but the colors again are wild and vibrant and full of life and so therefore it shows the celebratory aspect of this holiday and again a beautiful holiday
1: and it's the day after halloween and here we go because originally when we had this discussion you said why don't we talk about the bands that have been broken up by the pandemic or that are being affected by it right and we started looking at that and we thought well there's some bands that probably won't be getting back on the road then brad whitford made his announcement that he doesn't see how it's possible for aerosmith to go on the road and even vegas might not work
2: recently the david lee roth announcement shows you that he's doing five more shows new year's eve into the first week of january and then kaput he is finished done all done retiring (laughs) and you know what he's had an exciting life and an exciting career in music so i'm glad that he's able to hopefully sit back and enjoy and just kind of kick back and have fun those last bunch of years that he's around.
1: Like we talked about with John Lord in the hot twin in our Deep Purple episode. You know, enjoy life. You know, and in Dave's case, some of its age, some of it may be the pandemic, and some of it might be skill loss because that becomes a real concern for aging musicians whether both vocalists and musicians. A lot of drummers have lost their skill and had adverse health effects as they get older. So, in Dave's case, you know what? Vegas is perfect for you to finish boobity bop boobity bop And I even heard Louis Prima on the radio today, believe it or not, it made me think of Dave before we were recording. He's a perfect example of somebody who's retiring. A guy who is actually, you know, think of him this way, but a guy who's actually a little bit older than Dave. Another Dave, David Coverdale, announced this week he just turned 70, and he has announced that Whitesnake is retiring. Or that he's retiring, and Whitesnake with it, I guess, is the best way to put it. And you think of them as more of an 80s band, but, you know... Coverdale seventy is yeah. actually older than the VH guys. Yes, Something for comparative, you know, figuring there.
2: His period in Deep Purple has to be respected in the seventies, and as we know from many Deep Purple fans, a very well-loved time period of Deep Purple music that rolled into White Snake.
1: A band that has been threatening to retire since, I don't know, I think you and I were still in college. Like, seriously, like
2: the 90s. Seriously, wasn't it like 90-something, 91, 92 was the first farewell tour some ridiculous time ago?
1: They know we're talking about Kiss already, right? Because that's the only (laughs) band I think that's ever said, we're retiring again.
2: And then they step into the DeLorean And and get back out. The DeLorean.
1: You know, not to get too far off the subject, but I saw recently the video of the unmasking of Kiss on MTV when it happened back in the 80s. Aside from the horrible video quality from those days, (laughs) uh, it was hysterical hysterical to watch. And the big question I have for them, Marcus, is when do you start casting for the troops? The East Coast, the International Troop, the West Coast Troop. Because you know that eventually there'll be like two or three versions of KISS, hired by the band in their elderly years and their kids will run the business and they'll go out and tour forever.
2: That's absolutely true. They will definitely be doing the KISS Troops in the future or the KISS sponsored cover bands by KISS or
1: something by the Kiss Army. Yes,
2: yeah, something along those lines, and I could see it happening. I mean, they're going to have it all set up and ready to go before they pass on in, or cross the Rainbow Bridge or whatever politically correct term is there for is passing no Rainbow away. Rainbow Bridge
1: in that band. Everything is black and white and silver.
2: <laughs> With explosions and loud guitars.
1: Fire, fire. 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 But I think that they are going to really do it this time. I think they're really going to stop, and then we'll see if the brand and legacy continues with live shows included because right now I think that the uncertainty of all this has caused a lot of bands to consider what a number of bands are doing which is book four and six and eight shows at a time take a couple weeks go home reconnoiter Mm -hmm. go out for four six weeks again those kind of things are happening more and more because of the uncertainty which is also affecting bands wanting to get on the road I mean if you're Paul McCartney right now he obviously doesn't need money and doesn't need a tour as much as he loves it Mm -hmm. so the question is does he? Want to in the current climate? I don't know. They're the things that we don't know. Would Bob Dylan think about leaving the house after selling part of his publishing for like $300 million? No need to. Still, what about all the other ones who sold their publishing? Are they still thinking of going out or are they just going to sit at home and say, you know what, this is good?
2: I think many of them are going to end up staying home and kicking back. You'll see some that still love being on the road and still enjoy performing and still are happy with the level with which they're performing. And I think you'll see some of those artists do it, but they're going to do it selectively. Like the ladies in Vixen Strap a guitar or a bass To their backs and hit the road For the weekend and then go home During the week and do whatever they're doing During the week and then they go out and do Weekend shows elsewhere and then they come back During the week and I think right. we're going right. to see we A lot about more that. of that as well
1: Well going that's the ahead. model from the 70s bands who've been doing it since the 90s and now the 80s and 90s bands Are doing it because that's what works Once you get to a certain point with it I but, want to talk to you about a tour that's been on the books for a while And I think there are other bands besides Jen that are in this situation. We talked to Annie Haslam, and she was telling us about her situation with obligations to sign contracts and what have you with Renaissance. Genesis going out, doing a brief North American tour. I think they have some UK dates too. Yeah. Is this re-up one and done?
2: Yes. I'm gonna say yes, it has to be. Absolutely. I think Phil Collins' health issues are a huge issue here. I think, as we've seen with the other musicians doing some of their solo music and solo projects like Traveling the World and writing this beautiful classical music or putting together some sort of solo prog album or solo rock and roll album. That's different than what they've been doing with Genesis.
1: Mounting the giant two, three-month tour seems onerous to aging rockers anyway. When you mix in the pandemic, and uh, honestly, we're going to talk about that a little bit in the second half about what's going on with all that. It becomes daunting. You're talking about the most fearless sons of bitches on the planet who would go anywhere, do anywhere to rock a crowd, right? Anywhere from thousands to half a million. They're ready to go, and they've been doing it consistently for decades. And now they're sitting there going, "Ah, I'm not so sure. And to get Gene Simmons to say, "Ah, I'm not so sure, is a big deal, folks. So that's why I wanted to talk about all this stuff, because this is people that— are road dogs. And a guy that, I just saw this, that Brian Wilson's on the road. And here's a guy I thought would stay home, you know, and chill. He loves it. He is now that he's back and and, Mm -hmm. uh, getting out of of the house. He's found out how much there's going on. So, And another recent development happened right here in Philly. Uh, Well, it didn't just happen here. I thought, well, we're going to have to wait and see if Fagan and the current configuration of Steely Dan guys will ever go out again. And then they announced dates at the Met here in Philly. So these things are fluid and moving and that's, I think, the biggest thing that we found out that there are bands that are just kind of not sure yet. A lot of uncertainty, as we have in a lot of parts of our lives these days.
2: Absolutely. We have bands that have released music, and there's been no mention of tour dates. Bands like ACDC that release no a fantastic music. record. Well, what
1: about U2? You U2 you no has no music. No tour. They are completely invisible these days, and I don't know if that's just a, the way they normally are, and it's extended by the pandemic, or whether they're sitting there going, you know what? We don't have to do anything Here's the thing though The Foo Fighters
2: usually have an album in the bank When they release an album, I think I think they work that far ahead And it sure seems like it With some of the things that Dave has said In interviews over the years And I wouldn't be surprised If U2 has an album in the bank Maybe even two albums in the bank And they're looking at the climate As far as which one should we release You know, and they're the type of band Who's established (laughs) themselves and done it for so many years and it's such a high level of recording and high performance level live like insanely great live one of the best live bands ever without a doubt
1: well i think we're creating more questions than answers here marcus and you know the way i sort through questions in my life usually involves a good point so let's head to crooked and eye and come back and talk about more about the day of the dead and moving forward from the pandemic on the imbalance history Well, it gets to be the holiday season, Marcus. You know, you start thinking about gathering with friends and in a lot of cases over a pint or over Pennsylvania distilled spirits or some wine or cider. Gee, where could we go? How about our favorite? It's Crooked Eye Brewery.
2: Right in the heart of Hatboro. It's a great place to share memories with friends and hear live music as well.
1: Speaking of live music, you can find out who's coming to play when on their Facebook page.
2: And as always, the beers are continually being updated. As
1: well as your favorites on tap at Crooked Eye. Right there in the heart of Hatboro and in the heart of Delco out by you.
2: Yeah, a few miles down the road from me at Jamie's House of Music, where you can see live music and grab a pint of your favorite Crooked Eye beer.
1: And if you're going into the brewery location in Hapro and you have a Crooked Eye fan in your life, stop by, have a pint, buy a gift card for the holidays, and stock up on Crooked Eye merchandise.
2: We know the holidays are always crazy, so if you want to slow down, make sure you stop by and make it Crooked Eye.
0: And use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's Factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off.
2: Ray, being that it is Dios de los Muertos, I have my candles lit and strategically placed all over the house, honoring oh, geez, those in my Are they in the in shape of lives. a pentagram? I don't know. know. <laughs> are you sitting in the middle of it? it. No. <laughs> You'd see lightning and electricity right now were I to be sitting that Cause way.
1: Because through our video window, you look in a normal situation. I just want to make sure you're okay. I'm Mom's totally okay. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm
2: totally doing great. Uh,
1: well, the dead, not so much. And it's funny the way this holiday emerged. It was originally, as you you know pointed out, the Day of the Dead. Religion always tends to like, oh, let's put a holiday on top of that and see if we can wipe it out. And that's kind of what All Saints Day was really all about. Well, we mentioned it briefly in the early part, trying to counter-program people's minds. But the imagery that you mentioned, too, I think is misunderstood by people because we tend to think, because of cinema, I think, skeletons as part of the horror, you know. And when it's really, what we all are inside.
2: Mm -hmm. A bunch of meat
1: popsicles. (laughs) That's right. And my concern (laughs) is less the structure that supports the meat popsicle than the clowns like Pennywise who want to consume it. So (laughs) scary stuff left over from Halloween. I don't know where that came from.
2: Pennywise is one scary clown.
1: (laughs) Well, we've been talking about bands and whether they're going to be with us in the future. And the one thing that's obviously clear is that we have no idea how long the pandemic is going to last. People pointed to two years from 100 years ago when the Spanish flu was running rampant and killing people all over the globe. We're not sure how long or what this is going to be like long term. We're all hoping for the best. And one of the groups that I'll be real surprised to see if they try to uh, go out is one of your favorites, man. Talking about Gang of Four after Andy's uh, COVID death early. He got sick early in the pandemic and was gone, Andy Gill.
2: Yeah, I can't believe uh, that he was taken so early in the pandemic. And I would be surprised if they actually went out on the road because there was a tribute album done for Gang of Four's entertainment record recently. And Andy Gill's Uh wife wrote... A book about Andy Gill And what he was like And they had been together For like 20, 25 years So they were really, really close
1: How do you think that situation Though is going to impact Other bands who are On their same touring level Bands that have been around A long time You know, they're playing Anywhere between 500 And 1,000 people a night Still probably How do they look at it? You know, touring and earning Versus staying home And staying safe Especially those who are Getting to be closer to my age
2: I don't know But if you look at it, like Paul Weller goes out on tour once in a while, he's part of that generation.
1: Oh, tons of people are on the road. There's no doubt about that. I think
2: that they're becoming more selective on places they play. I think the older you are, I think the more likely you're to see a vaccine mandate because even with vaccine protection, the older you are, the more likely you are to have a reaction in some sort of way. Look at Paul Stanley had a rough couple of days. Gene Simmons, yes, Gene Simmons had a rough couple of days and he was vaccinated. Mike Miley recently a Rival Sons was diagnosed with COVID. He's in like day two of the diagnosis has n- no symptoms so far but he's waiting it out and can't play but you see these older bands like Cheap Trick Require Vaccine Mandate you know right. they and if people don't understand why it's for the safety not only of the bands and their entourage you know if COVID runs rampant through the band then they can't tour, they can't make money you can't see them live so it's a mutual respect issue that we need to understand here
1: absolutely and you know one band actually that I heard of did make a move during the pandemic when they came to tour the struts had backup players and one of the guys got sick now they don't have the backup Luke but they've got you know backups for the players as kind of like their insurance policy on this Current war because they waited a long time to come over after the record. So that's a creative solution if you want to call it that, but you know, I want to talk to you about something that I know that we both have very distinct feelings about in regards to vaccinations and concert admittance. There have been some artists, a couple of whom I've always kind of admired their music and art, who have kind of pissed me off and uh, I haven't seen any change in Van Morrison's point of view, but I understand, I saw recently that Clapton, who had been kind of he even did a song with him about opening up the venues and all this shit. Clapton, who got a real cold shoulder from a lot of his old friends over his point of view, also has come around and said, now I get it. Someone sat down and explained it to him. And if people who are against vaccinations or wearing masks would sit down with one person they know who understands it and can explain it to them, I think that that could be something that could get us back on the right track. Now, this is where I'm really going to cross a line here, Marcus. Sorry. But- I hear some people saying, you can't tread on my rights. I bought this ticket. I have the right to go to that show. Well, no, you don't. You don't have the fucking right. The right of your admittance is paid for. And by the way, the people who are putting on the shows have the right to not admit you and give you your money back. So rights, what rights? I just don't get it.
2: Ray, look at it this way. There are restaurants that have a dress code. Nobody says anything about the dress code. True. So seatbelts, I remember when people were telling us we had to wear seatbelts and there were people that were absolutely losing their minds about their freedoms. And it's absolutely ludicrous that uh, people actually did lose their minds.
1: I want to get back on to talking about the impact on the music. Uh Bruce Kulick, former Kiss guitarist, was on with Eddie Trunk and talking about his concern about the industry, the touring industry actually collapsing because of the after effect of all this and older players thinking about quitting the business entirely. And this is kind of what we're talking about, so I thought it was pretty relevant. I'm going to read some of the quote from Bruce, and what he said was, the reality of that is very, very real in the sense that it might come down to people making a decision. Well, I don't want to retire, but if it meant putting my life in jeopardy potentially, I might have to consider that, he said. He said, and I've had these conversations I'm 66 with people that I respect from my business guy the accountant guy and from friends that are doctors and no one knows where this is really going is the feedback I get for me but right now I don't have to make a decision so I don't want to but if I had to retire in the traditional sense I'd still be active and I think that's part of the point is You may not tour, but you're still going to play shows. You're still going to do the things that you want to do, make records and record with friends, whatever you're going to do, right? And it's a really good article, and it's on blabbermouth.net if you want to check it out. And uh, it's got some interesting perspective from doctors. I get tweaked, Marcus. I'm sorry, man, I got a little hot, but I get tweaked about all this stuff with the way that people have disregard for others. I'm thinking of them. I'm actually thinking and protecting those who don't want to get vaccinated because if I don't have it and I see you, you won't die now if you have it and i see you and i'm vaccinated I may get sick, but I'm not going to die either, unless I'm one of that pinky uh, fingernail number of the population that has that factor, blood factor.
2: These are other things that we have to take into consideration, especially yeah. as we get older. And I think a lot of the older musicians are taking this into consideration. They may have some undiagnosed health issues at this point, And something like COVID, which is a virus that attacks those weaknesses in the body, may bring them to the forefront at the worst possible time
1: all real concerns look it, people who have the condition our friend had didn't know there are people who have a blood factor they can distinguish some of them didn't know but i don't know too many people who don't have like a, oh my goodness that's a very extenuating circumstances their story who were vaccinated and passed It's a tough time in our society, and it's funny because we're here talking about music, something that distracts us all from all the shit we deal with every day. Can I get back to this with a solid question that we haven't answered or discussed much? Sure. For decades, they had to coerce Charlie Watts into going on tour with the Stones, right? And he would say, don't ask me again, or I won't talk to you. He would make all kinds of threats. Apparently, they were fun or an idle jest because he would go out, and he was going to go out with them again, and now... Based on the fact that Keith has always said, well, if there's no Charlie Watts, it's not the Stones. The question is, what goes on after they finish this tour, after Steve Jordan fills the chair for now? The only other man to ever do it, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, that's it then. I'm taking Keith at his word. And then just as they're getting ready to start the tour, I think Jagger comes out, well, stay tuned. Now, that could just be mixed posturing on the matter. Because he doesn't want to say anything on the beginning of a tour. They've tried not to have a last tour ever. And I think that's their mission, even if this is the last one.
2: I'm going to say Mick Jagger tours until he drops dead because... yes. That's Mick Jagger. Robert Plant said that in 1975, 76, whenever he broke his legs in the car accident, he was in a car and he was actually thinking about retiring because of how right. much pain he was in with uh-huh. his legs. And he was talking to Lisa Robinson and said, you know, hey, I'm thinking about possibly packing it in. And then he said, but Mick Jagger's going to tour until the day he
1: dies. And Mick Jagger may tour till the day he dies. However, will the Rolling Stones? And that's the question I kind of was asking, and I guess we'll find out because there's no answer. He said, stay tuned. So with Jagger, it means I'm not saying anything about that until these dates are over, and that's going to take them into next year. So
2: So then here's another question on top of that to pontificate the whole Rolling Stones conundrum. If Mick Jagger decides to go on a solo tour, does that mean Keith Richards is going to go jam with a bunch of blues musicians and play guitar until he drops dead?
1: I'm not quite sure what you mean. Are like, you saying
2: separate paths? Yeah, like will he take a solo path and they go could. his own way I mean, and do something and like that? The
1: winos. Keith could go back and reform the winos with Steve Jordan, who ironically filled in for Charlie and do something else, or he could do something all together, or just say, you know what? Me and Patty are going to get on a boat and kind of go around the world a few times and just see stuff, enjoy a little. And not that he hasn't enjoyed a lot along the way, but true, I'm just true, saying. True. And, I'm quick to say, that's it. You should be done now. And it's not my position to say. So it's really one of those things where I guess we'll have to wait and see. And I'm starting to wonder if that's not going to be the case with ZZ Top as well. With Dusty leaving them in the middle of the tour and not coming back and being gone. You know, do you just fill out the the dates? Do you do something special to commemorate and call it a day? These are the only shows they've ever done without the three of them.
2: I think we're going to see a ZZ Top celebration of some sort. And I also think that if the Rolling Stones end up calling it a retirement and Mick Jagger does his thing and Keith does his thing and everybody does their thing that's in the band, I think we'll see a massive, like at a stadium, some sort of spectacular stadium celebration of the Rolling Stones with all these great musicians who have been inspired by the Stones and impacted by the Stones over the decades, both old and young. It would be epic. It would be bigger than that big Led Zeppelin 02 celebration, without a doubt. Could be. Seriously. Could be. I think that's what's going to happen.
1: You noticed. We've been talking about the pandemic and what people are discussing and thinking and all that. You notice during the pandemic, I haven't heard one word, not one word, printed about a possible Led Zeppelin reunion. (laughs) Thank God. Is that the the one good thing that has come out of the pandemic? I don't know. There's so much to discuss and there's so much more, so many moving parts It's hard to determine exactly what's going to happen. But the one thing that's clear to me, and I think it's probably clear to you too, is that bands are affected directly and indirectly. There's going to be change, permanent or otherwise, to the music industry, to the concert industry, to the way that marketing of records around tours, all this stuff. It's all going to change and already has in a large way. And we'll have to see just what form it takes moving forward. So be fluid, kids. Be flexible yep. and be ready to go full blast when it's time.
2: And if you can, get out to see some of these aging rockers before they decide to hang it up because you definitely want to have these bands in your concert passport.
1: Before we get too far down the line or run out of time here, I want to talk about a couple bands that made smart moves. First and foremost comes to mind is the Def Leppard Motley Crue Poison Tour that was supposed to be in the stadiums in '20. And then they decided, no, nope, not 21, 22. And the Chili Peppers are uh, just uh, recently announcing a stadium tour in 22. So there are bands that have moved. They skipped right on for 2021, uh, which is going to turn out to be a pretty smart move into 22 and beyond. You actually have seen some shows and plans being made by artists into 23 because the scientists believe that by then we might actually be close to herd immunity. Let's hope so. And...
2: I hope that the Def Leppard, Poison, Motley crew Joan Jett tour is able to happen in 2022. Is Joan still on it? As far as I know, she's still on it, and until we hear otherwise. Joan and I
1: are the same age, and she, I, she was the first one to say, fuck that, I'm not doing it, I'm not going out next summer, and they went, well, maybe we shouldn't be. So, you know, I mean, hopefully she still does it.
2: I hope she does. As far as I know, she's still on the bill. I also hope, because we've seen some uh, not-so-flattering video of Vince Neil, I hope he takes this time to get into shape and really take care of himself and work on his vocal cords and singing and really do the fans a solid because they're spending a lot of money on this show and a lot of people have been sitting on this show waiting for two years for it to happen. So please, I hope he does them a solid and does the right thing.
1: Tommy Skinny is a rail. If Vince just hangs out with Tommy 24-7 for a couple months, do you think that'll shed some of that? I
2: doubt it. It seems
1: that Do to- everything I do, Vince do everything I do.
2: Here's the thing, though, dude. I don't think Vince has Tommy's super high metabolism. That's true. At the end of the day, Tommy has an insane high level of metabolism, and I think that contributes to his skinniness, not only his rock and roll lifestyle, but I think he's also got that super high metabolism.
1: Yeah, it does. Wow, we have been all over the place in Mm -hmm. the last stretch here on this episode, inspired by the dead. And I don't mean the grateful ones. It's just so funny because the Day of the Dead is, uh, I don't know how we ended up on on all these topics, but I guess because we wanted to find out how all this is affecting bands during the pandemic as a main premise. And I think there's almost as many answers as there are bands, Marcus.
2: I think you're right. And I think we're going to see things that are unexpected moving forward. This year isn't done. And sadly, because we have a lot of aging musicians, we're going to lose more in the years ahead. And I think as we see more and more pass away, that has become more and more of a reality that we're facing. And
1: There's no way to get around it, man, because people are getting older. We all are getting older. And a lot of our heroes are aging out of the playing and productive years and just in getting into retirement years anyway. So that's what makes It's hard to distinguish the two in regards to the pandemic but yeah and it's not going to change the ongoing discussion with a lot of our friends is about that and one person put it in perspective for me they said make a list of all the people who are still alive from the 60s and early 70s and it's still a pretty damn large list for everyone we've lost to age and time and illness it's still a pretty large list
2: we should post that list on our website or post it and then have people add to it, and then we'll continue to uh, grow that list and celebrate life like we do on Day of the Day. You, you just celebrate assigned yourself life.
1: a mission. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. We'll get on it.
1: Well, like I said there, as I tried to start wrapping it up, we really are no closer to getting a true answer to what we set out on on this episode, but we thought it would be worth the exploration and the adventure. And uh, hopefully we shared some information and uh, hopefully I haven't gotten us unfollowed or blocked on social media from my rant about vaccinations, but it's personal. And if you can't tell from that, there's too many people that have died that I know that have died from this pandemic. And I, I cannot abide purposeful ignorance.
2: We have all been impacted by the pandemic, and we have seem to all have lost somebody close to us due to COVID. It's kind of like cancer, it's zero degrees of separation at this point.
1: Listen, buddy, let's hope for the best. Let's hope we get to see, you know, things get back by the summer of 22, 23. We start to see things better for, for artists to do their thing. It's as important for the small artists in the small spaces as it is for the people doing big outdoor festivals. They don't get to be the bands that go to the theaters and the arenas and the festival levels If they don't get to play that 500,000-seat club Mm. on a regular basis, they need the support. The problem is everybody indoors. And unmasked. And that's just the reality of what we do when we get together to celebrate this music that we all fucking love. True, just, true, true. We got to be feeling it. You know, like Rudy Sarzo said, we get together because it's that group resonance that we feel, we crave it, and we want it really bad, but not bad enough to die getting it. To
2: give you another perspective of that, a university did a study and they found that when crowds at a concert sing in unison, their hearts beat in unison that's fucking power you too two hearts beat as one you got that and right
1: Twenty thousand beat as five
2: maybe maybe <laughs> five depending on which rhythms scale you're I on tell you what, i have
1: felt that when i've sung in a crowd yep. and i know exactly what it's all about in that respect may we all experience that harmony and convergence again soon thanks for exploring with me and letting me uh, vent a little bit This is a tough one for all of us, and let's hope for better 2022 as uh, some of these bands make their plans. We'll continue to make ours, and we'll continue to talk about shit like this on our little podcast. You know how to reach us. You know how to comment on our stuff. Feel free to do and add in any any way you want. But until the next chance that we have to offend the half of the nation, let's just say that uh, this has been a whole lot of fun exploring and discussing, because it's really brought out some stuff I think we needed to get out there and discuss between us so we could share information we both have been learning.
2: Absolutely. And to take a look at the music industry, especially live music moving forward, is very important. I think we're going to see some more recorded music moving forward, but live music has changed because of the pandemic. And the sooner we get back on our feet, the sooner we get back to that close normalcy of being able to sing loud together, harmonizing as a crowd with the band, them feeding off of our energy, us feeding off of their energy and it bouncing back and forth like a ping pong ball
1: until we get to do just that in mass without fear let's just say we'll have other discussions of this and let's get ready to sign off from the dark doc studios i'm ray Coop.
2: i'm marcus goldman
1: and this is the imbalanced history of rock and roll